Are you excited to learn what Homer Simpsons has to do with processes for your practice? Are you excited to learn how to apply the Homer Simpsons test directly into any process that you ever create to make it more efficient? In this episode, I'm going to dive into some examples of how Homer Simpsons can actually make a difference in your practice and the way that utilizing the Homer Simpsons test can actually transform the way that you and your team work. I'm also going to break down a couple of examples of how this can look. We're also going to dive into how to actually extract all the info that may be in your head for you to easily be able to outsource to someone else on your team. I'm also going to dive into some secrets to adding it directly into a project management system, which will help you to store all of this information. I can't wait for today's episode and let's go ahead and dive in. Do you ever feel like if you had actionable systems in place that it can actually take your practice to the next level? Can you imagine the freedom you'd gain from finally getting everything out of your head and into a system that can help you move things on autopilot? Do you ever feel like you want to hire help for your practice, but you just don't know where to start? Trust me, I get it, and you're not alone, but it doesn't have to be this way. You're kick-ass at doing the bookkeeping and accounting work, there's no doubt about that, but you struggle to maintain the systems and operations of your business, am I right? But don't worry, that's where I come in, the workflow queen. I'm going to guide you on how to implement tech, systems, and automation in your practice so you can scale bigger, hire better, and break through to the next level. I can't wait to support you here on the Conquering Workflows and Systems for Bookkeepers and Accountants podcast with your host, Alyssa Lang. Welcome back to the Conquering Workflows and Systems podcast with your host, Alyssa Lang, the founder and owner of Workflow Queen. I am so pumped because today's episode is our very first episode ever, and it's so exciting. And I have been waiting for this moment for probably longer than I should have waited. But that was mostly my fault, that's for sure. So it's really interesting because today's episode is going to be all about what Homer Simpsons has to do with creating processes for your bookkeeping or accounting practice. Now, you're probably like, what is this topic here? But you know what? I actually had to set the tone for this podcast from episode number one. It was super important for me to set the tone that this is going to be fun. We're going to get creative, that systems and processes don't have to be boring and that running your practice doesn't have to be boring too. And I just wanted to make sure that we can start off on the right foot and you can kind of get a little taste of how this podcast is going to go. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in so you can finally get that question answered of what does Homer Simpson's have to do with processes? So you may be familiar with Homer Simpson's or you may not be, but Homer Simpson's is the main character from The Simpsons, which is actually an American adult sitcom. And I believe it's on Disney Plus, but The Simpsons has actually been around for a really long time at this point. But Homer Simpson's character has been labeled as immature, dim-witted, and he suffers from a really short attention span, right? And if you've seen the show, you know exactly what I mean. Here's the thing. I can totally relate to his short attention span. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I can totally relate to it only because I, in running my business, in running my bookkeeping and tax practice, and also running this this business over here, I've realized that my attention span is just shorter and shorter over time. And that creates this like distraction factor where shiny objects, objects can kind of pop up or I can get distracted or... I will task switch because my attention span is so short that when I go back to the original task, I lose my place or I don't know 
where I left off, right? I used to really struggle with this for a really long time before I implemented systems and processes. But here's the thing, with having that short attention span, it could create kind of messes in your practice, especially if you don't have solid systems and processes written out, labeled out, or in a project management system. Because the thing is, if you just rely on your memory to actually do the work, you might find yourself feeling like, oh, I got to do this, but I got to do that. But instead you need to be, or maybe I missed a step, or maybe I did this. When instead you should be clearly labeling out everything that you need in order to execute the process at hand. So this is actually where Homer Simpson's kind of comes into play here. One of the things that we do at our business is we apply what we call the Homer Simpson's test. And you may have actually heard of it, but it's pretty simple. It's a simple little test. It's looking at the process task or whatever it is that you have in your business happening and ask yourself if Homer Simpson's were to come in and were supposed to execute on this specific thing, would he be able to do it? With the information that's given to him, the steps that are given to him, if he is not able to execute it the same way you could, you would have, then there's missing information. Then it doesn't pass the Homer Simpson's test, right? So of every system and process you ever create, it's really important to apply the Homer Simpson's test. But don't worry, I'm going to walk you through the exact step-by-step process of how to apply it. So this is something that we love doing inside of our business, mostly because it makes it fun and it makes it really energetic. So when one of my team members comes to me and says, Hey, I'm not really sure if this process is pretty solid. I feel like it's missing a step in the task, you know, list. I feel like something's not there. And I just ask him, can Homer Simpsons do it? And if not, what is it that's missing? And a lot of the times they have the answer, but it's mostly in their head. Or even for you, if you don't have a team, it's in your head. And so what we need to do is extract that information. And so Homer Simpsons can actually really support you in creating really solid, structured processes and systems for your practice, right? So let's talk about a little bit of how to actually apply this concept directly into your systems and processes. Now, when I talk about systems and processes, there are a lot of moving parts and pieces because some of you as listeners may have a project management system, which could be something like Asana, Trello, there's Jetpack Workflow. There's so many different project management systems out there that help you to create tasks that maybe you can set on recurring, assign it to yourself. But a lot of the times what we tend to do is create a task and we just label it, go to the bank for client. Cool. I love that task. It's great. Problem is, what's the address? What account number am I writing on the deposit slip? When I come home, where am I actually uploading the deposit slip? How am I naming the deposit slip in my file folders? You see how I'm I'm starting to pull out these questions of Homer Simpsons would not be able to execute the task with one simple thing inside of a project management system. Or you could be really old school where you're still using pen and paper, which makes it even harder, especially if you run a virtual team, right? So here's the thing. What I want you to do is whatever way that you are recording your tasks to stay on top of your day-to-day work, whether it's in a project management system or maybe it's in on paper or in a Google Doc, I want you to bring it into a system, right? I want you to create tasks inside of a project management system like Asana is what I use. I'm an Asana certified pro and I absolutely am obsessed with Asana. And I want you to bring it in and every task that you ever create, 
I want you to take a step back and apply the Homer Simpson's test directly to each and every task. So I want you to ask yourself, of this task, is there enough information there for Homer Simpson's to do it without stopping at a bar, without getting distracted, without probably causing havoc and we know, who knows where, right? So if you can take a step back and say, Homer Simpson's actually can't do this, then let's analyze the information. So I know a lot of you here, you listeners here may work better with examples. So we're gonna talk about an example of posting and depositing payments for invoices in QBO and also depositing those checks for your clients, right? So that process alone has so many moving parts and so many moving pieces, right? We can create one task that's called posting and depositing payments for invoices and deposit checks, but that's still not enough information for us to execute the work. Homer Simpsons would not be able to do it. So one thing you need to do as a CEO is you need to go through each and every process and include as much information as possible. Now, some of you here may not actually have team members and it might just be you. And some of you do probably have a team member, but here's the thing, no matter what level you're at, you should always include as much information as possible, even for yourself to execute the work. So if you have that one task in your Asana, let's just use that as an example, and you've set it to repeat, you wanna do it every two weeks, you're still lacking the actual information. So here's the thing, how do you actually input the checks into QBO? You know, how do you deposit them to the invoices? I want you to start to think about how can you include each subtask to actually execute that portion of it, right? I also want you to take a step back and say, every time that I do this process, what am I actually doing that I can capture and actually detail out this information, okay? So for the example of going to the bank, Here's the thing, we need to know the actual bank. Is it Bank of America? Is it Chase? Is it some random far off credit union that we don't even know where it's at? Little things like that matter. Having the address accessible, even if you're the only one who does that process, it's so much easier than for you to have to remember which client has what bank when you actually go to the bank, right? So including that inside of every single one of your tasks or your processes, makes it really easy for not only your team, but also yourself to copy paste it, put it in the maps, and now you just save yourself three minutes of trying to Google search it on who knows where, right? So not only about the address, but when it comes down to posting and depositing the payments for invoices in QBO, sometimes we have to take those payments, or if there's a certain you know check or something, a check image that we have to upload directly into our system, we need to actually store that somewhere, right? And so here's the thing, I am not the only one here, and I know this 100% is a fact, that gets really frustrated when a team member does not name the files in our system the way that I like. And I know that I am totally not alone in this. And the reason why we get so frustrated is because we just expect people to just know exactly how we would label things because we think it's just common sense when it's really not. So not even having them have to think about it or even yourself and just labeling out your naming conventions, which could be something like, you know, vendor name, this, that, whatever it is, uh, date, month, year, whatever your process is for the way that you name things. But even just putting that information up front allows you to not to be frustrated as a business owner. You'll actually still be able to find your documents easily and there'll be less headache for everybody on the team unless 
second guessing for your team member or even for yourself the next time you label it, right? So including that that stuff up front makes it really easy for the next person to kind of pick up where you left off, aka Homer Simpsons. So if your task is to post and deposit payments for invoices and also take those checks to the bank, if you've included the direct bank address, you've included the way that you want it named in your filing system, you've also labeled exactly what folder in your filing system you want them to upload it to, you also might want to include the account number that needs to be written on the deposit slip. Maybe you include a image of a deposit slip that's typically filled out, right? So including all of this information up front makes it really easy for anybody to actually pick up exactly where you left off. So anytime that you're building out a process, I want you to take a step back and say, is there enough information here that Homer Simpsons can do this? Can someone who has a short attention span, is partly dim-witted and quite immature, come in and actually execute this process up to par? And that's what I want you to ask. And if you're lacking information, add more. There's no such thing in processes and systems as too much information when it comes to the tools and the resources that anybody could use in order to execute on it. And the thing is, as you go and as you start to do this process, once you try to put as much information up front, you will find yourself when you do the process over and over again, you will remember, oh my gosh, I didn't include the account number. Oh oh my gosh, I totally forgot to add the direct link to the Google Drive folder that we upload all the checks to. You know, so over time, you'll start to tweak it. And I hear this pretty often without trying to go on a bit of a tangent, but I hear often that everybody wants everything to be perfect before they start outsourcing to someone else or before they even build out systems or processes is because everybody expects that it should be right the first time. I'm going to tell you right now from experience that it's not going to be right the first time. There's going to be a lot of tweaking and I don't want to say a lot isn't scare the hell out of you to make (laughs) systems and processes, but I do think it's important to say that your systems will grow with you. You can't expect to run a seven figure practice on four figure systems. So over time, as you're adding information, things will tweak and you just fix them. So here's the thing. What I encourage you to do is whether you're doing this on a Google doc or you actually have a project management system, I encourage you to actually go and try at least once one new process to document it once a week with all the information you need as if Homer Simpsons was going to do it. Just one. That's all I ask of you. If you do just one a week for a month, that's already four processes, right? And these processes don't have to be massive or long and drawn out. But trying to document all the things that's needed in order for someone to execute it makes it a heck of a lot easier for you when you do decide you want to hire. Can you imagine trying to remember 30 clients, banks that they use, the account numbers they use, what way you label all their reports or different things? Can you imagine the way that would put so much weight on you? So even if it's just you and you want to maintain that large client base just by yourself, Doing that too, as well, documenting these processes, which with enough information as if Homer Simpsons were to step in, could also help you as well as the practice owner. But here's the thing. This little tiny sliver of this Homer Simpsons test is just a tiny piece of the overarching aspect of creating foundational workflows and processes. 
Now, if you do want to learn more about how to create efficient workflows and actually in a short amount of time, we do have a fun program called Workflows in a Weekend, which is a self-paced three series workshop where we actually walk you step-by-step these six essential questions you should be asking of every process you ever create. We show you examples of them. We show you how to bring them into a project management system. And it is a really amazing program because you're surrounded by not only myself and my team who supports you, but also hundreds if not thousands at this point of fellow bookkeepers and accountants who are also trying to build workflows from scratch you can find it at www.buildworkflowsinaweekend.com backslash join and here's the thing when we take a step back and look at the homer simpson's process of this i really want you to start asking yourself that question of everything you're doing And don't put too much pressure. It doesn't have to be right the first time. You don't have to build a workflow or process every day or even every week like I suggested. It could be once a month. But as you do it, I want you to always think about what's missing here that Homer Simpsons could actually execute on. So I highly encourage if anything you ever create in your company, always ask that question. And it seems like extra steps and extra work just to ask it, but I promise you it becomes second nature. For myself and for my team, we all naturally now just ask that question. Is there enough information to give it over to them that anybody could do it? Or let's just say that I I step away for vacation for long term, and this is the last day I'm gonna create this process for them. Can I step away for a long period of time and my team still be able to execute it? Or Homer Simpsons, if we were to hire him. So I hope this helps and I hope this resonated with you. If you want to take a screenshot of this episode and tag me over at Instagram at workflow queen and let me know your takeaway. Come have a conversation with me. I love chatting all things workflow systems and processes. And I know that building these things out aren't easy, but don't overthink it. Just get it out of your brain because you will thank yourself later. I promise you. I wish that I would have known about the Homer Simpsons test when I first started my practice, because it would have made it a lot easier for me to outsource when I was ready to hire and when I was ready to take things to the next level. So I hope you enjoyed episode number one. I'm really excited to dive into so much more. And I really wanted to set the tone with something fun and a creative way to apply these concepts directly into your practice. Awesome. I can't wait for the next episode and I'll see you soon. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of our Conquering Workflows and Systems for Bookkeepers and Accountants podcast with your host, Alyssa Lang, the founder and owner of Workflow Queen. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on iTunes and share this episode with a fellow bookkeeper or an accountant on social media, and also tag me on Instagram at Workflow Queen. The more that we work together to get this out in front of other people, the better I can help to serve this industry to create more solid systems and processes. Now go take what you learned from today's episode and apply it into your practice so you can finally give yourself the brain space and freedom that you deserve. I can't wait to see you unfold throughout your journey. And thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode. See you next time.